0: that's so, right um, so yeah that's, that's say what you like is. yeah say what you like when you're fired that's what we're talking about folks um as we've seen like this so 99 of twitter have like resigned or something um or resigned by default because they didn't click yes to a, a survey that elon musk sent out um, did you see
1: what he did you see what it said the wording of it
0: yeah i loved it um i you mean, gonna sign up for a long long hours and
1: intensive working <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's just basically breaking the back of everybody. And obviously anybody with any sense is saying no. Um, but at the same time, he's like re- reduced the, uh, and the payroll costs from however much it is to, what, 100 people maybe? I mean, however many people there are, there's got to be very, very few people left. Um, but what's interesting is the ones that do hang on in there, I do wonder whether they will also get, firstly, very interesting... Uh, sort of uh, ship to pilot at, with a skeleton staff. Um, and secondly, if it does somehow you know, re-emerge as 2.0 in whatever way, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going to be in Musk's good graces from now on forward. There the, the, the could be a massive career accelerator for people to hang on in there. Um, so I have been
1: thinking about that. Like if I was earlier in my career, would I be looking at all this going, right, okay, I'm like early career professional. I've got a great job at Twitter. And hang on a second, like the world, the world, the world's like, I don't know how to describe them. Um, Like this guy, this guy's turned up to run the business and this could be the biggest learning opportunity I've ever had and and will ever get. So should I just stay on for that? Because the chances of getting like three times promoted as a result of saying yes to long hours and at an intensive, you know, long and intensive hours.
0: I agree. I mean, no, 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 no can agree. I think with the inhumanity of his approach, and there's there's lots of people who have obviously been very, very poorly treated. So that's the number one thing to, to say. But for a young person moving onwards and upwards, and thinking, you know what, this is an opportunity. It absolutely is because when you wash out so many people, um, you're gonna you're gonna be sitting next to the guy at, at times. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like that's gonna that's money
1: can't me. buy experience
0: right so I can imagine some people hanging on in there and may well be uh, rewarded by it. even if it actually crashes down you know uh, goes down the pan in a couple of weeks couple of months or whatever there'll be there'll be some so some value in that um so uh, so yeah folks yeah I, I tweet all the time I'm on Twitter a lot yeah. if, if it actually goes I'd actually miss it a great deal and in fact the people who read brain food folks um, I would say 30 40 percent of the content IQ rate uh, comes from the people I follow on Twitter. Um, uh, so I use it as a very, uh, as a content discovery tool. Um, yep. So it's useful for that reason. Um, so anyway, folks, we're live, we're live. It's Springfood. Food Live on air. We'll get into the Twitter chat in a bit, uh, but let us just set the scene properly uh, because we are, Bringing it to you as we do every Friday, no fail. It's episode one eight one, um, and we're talking about must-have recruitment automation hacks for two thousand and twenty-three, uh, folks. Uh, one of the I think things that we need to think all of us can agree on is that in two thousand and twenty-three, we're probably going to be looking at a much tougher economic environment. Um, uh, companies are going to be much more defensive in terms of their budgeting. Uh, you can expect as a recruiter that you're not going to get all the toys that, you know, uh, that money can buy. You might have to just hack your way around, use free stuff, use consumer grade stuff. What kind of things can you actually implement, you know, out of your own wallet? You know, we're talking about stuff. That's going to cost you at low level uh, uh, amount of money that you yourself forget about getting sign off from companies. You might need to go and implement some of this stuff. So what recruitment automation hacks can you implement? to get faster and more efficient um, and do more with less in 2023 that's the topic of today's conversation We've got some amazing guests with us who's going to come and share us uh, some know-how um, and this is something you and I know a little bit about as well Adam as you know back in the day back in the day when you were scrappy entrepreneur um you know now you're a, a VP in an enterprise business but when you're scrapping around you know you haven't got money to throw around you do use stuff and reuse and Do what you need to do to get faster. So that's the focus of the the topic today.
1: The hack that I'm going to be most interested in finding out about is if you work for a large organization, what is your hack for using these hacks? Because almost all of them are going to be outlawed by your um, information security teams. So um, how do we get around doing that? Do we do Mm -hmm. it on our own laptops? Do we do it using our own domain? For the really
0: video. really important point and actually I hope Ed is here Ed Han is here because he actually mentioned to me yeah I'd love to watch this show but actually none of this stuff I can use So actually Ed can you use it in some way I mean what is, how is the contract structured um, so that is it telling you you simply cannot use this technology in whatever scenario or is it a case that you just can't use it on the company uh, device? um so let's hear about that and there you go ed can't even use calendar poor ed uh we feel you man we feel you um okay um let's um let's actually we've got to go and quick word to our uh, sponsors folks um it's actually quite funny because christian who is the sponsor of today he should be on a beach somewhere and he said oh listen i can't do the sponsor message i'm on holiday i said nah listen if you're gonna do it you have to do it i don't care if you're in beach shorts or whatever um get on the camera you're gonna have a chat with the with, with the community um, so here we go. We're going to do this now. Um, let's see where Chris is uh, is around. What would be the and, first time we've had people on the beach um, I on recruiting brain food? I remember René Bollier <laughs> having a chat with us mm. from the beach when he was, uh, when he was uh, still convalescing. Oh, he's, Mark he's, Dubles. Duble was on a beach as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I see Chris, but he's not on camera somehow. How's that working? Um, no. I'm gonna get rid of him and then sort of uh there he
1: is there.
0: I can't he's see in him the on chat. camera. He's in the chat, but um he's not on screen. I don't know why.
1: It says on screen.
0: Yeah. Here uh, he is. Can we see him? No, I can't see him. Chris, where are you? Can you hear me? We can hear you, man, but we can't see you. Are you on are you on camera or what?
2: I have a saw. Yes, I've got my camera on and I'm uh, ready to wave and uh
0: Oh, this is strange. Um, okay, no worries. Listen, let me see if I can get you properly. I'm going to close the video and then get you back on, Chris. Give me a sec. Wow, that's happened for the second time this week. It's really, not this week, but the um, previous time where we had sort of, um, I forget who it was, but basically we called them up on screen and they just didn't appear. So we hopefully this works. Ugh still can't see him um chris listen man i mean i don't want to obviously bleed a huge amount of your holiday time so um we, we can't actually we can't actually see you in the beach shorts which i was actually hoping we'd be able to do um because i i can't see you on camera um but you're here with us um so you might as well you might as well give us a quick one-liner about talantia who are you what is it what, what, why do why should people care um what kind of people should pay attention to your product man go
2: great okay and I'm actually not at a beach I mean I'm still in Denmark on holiday but in four degrees weather but at a um, a nice resort where my kids are swimming all day uh, indoors that is so I would have spared you from the beach shorts anyway today okay let's let's use my 60 seconds so talent here RPO company new RPO company based in Copenhagen Denmark and team of eight all international team uh, working with scale-ups but also large companies my team are all sitting at different clients um, on house
0: insight Uh, embedded and that is what we do fantastic stuff and it's obviously been an interesting journey bumpy rise for everyone this year it's been a bit crazy and what have you but um um it's great to see some some recovery for you guys and and getting some uh, additional heads on and stuff like that so i think any rpo that kind of survives this type of weird uh, 18 months or so is going to be in great shape um, so if you are a business that's scaling, particularly in the Nordics, uh, but also elsewhere in Europe, especially in the Scandinavian region, and you need somebody to come, uh, you need a team to come in and boost your ability to recruit, do check out Talantia, um, up and coming business. Um, very interesting for us to explore. Uh, okay. Listen, Chris, um, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us the message. Um, we'll bring you back at some other points. Uh, and in fact, we've got a Founders Focus next month with you as well anyway. So at the very latest, we'll speak to you then, mate. Sounds great. Yep. Have a great one. Thanks Take care, man. Cheers. Bye. Bye. There we go. I'm actually disappointed. Sorry, folks. I was hoping to give you a bit of get a bit of flesh there, but uh, it didn't happen for us. Um, all right. Let's get on with it. Um, let's get on with the show and bring on some of our guests. We've got everyone here. Um, thank you, Adam, for bringing that on. We're going to bring on. Let's have a look. We've got Sophia. Bro-booger. I never get her name right Sophia's gonna have to do it um, just, I think you just said it right no it's it's a re- it's a pronunciation it doesn't sound it doesn't sound as if uh, as you as you say it so it's it's not what uh it, you, the pronunciation is key and we've got Greg Hawk here as well it's super early for Greg but let's bring him on we've got Ivan Stoyanovich as well who I don't think he's been on before um so can't wait so- to ask Greg there she is. What who, who works for a but? Hi, Sophia. What a, what a vision you are, Sophia. Um, and there's Ivan. What a what a vision you aren't. But you know. <laughs>
3: <coughs> no comment. What are,
0: what are you know saying here? Like? Beauty me. and the Beast. Is you know, that what you're saying here? You know, I love you, mate. Um, <laughs> all right. While, while Greg switches on, let's let's do some intros. Um, Sophia, can you introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? I get
1: it. Well,
4: Who am I? I'm I'm here in in Stockholm, Sweden. Most literally in my bedroom. Um, And what do I do? I'm a freelance um, tech recruiter, trainer, doing everything to do with recruitment.
0: Fantastic. And uh, great to see you here, Sophia. Ivan, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do?
3: Hi, my name is Ivan Stejanovic and I'm Talent Acquisition Manager in Odyssey VC, a small Irish company supplying computer specialists to pharma companies.
0: Fantastic stuff. And we have Greg getting up super early. Greg, thank you so much for getting up, man. I hope you've had your coffee. I really yeah, appreciate Yeah, I, I have my yeah. coffee right here, actually. So yeah, amazing. Um, I really appreciate people who take extra effort and get up like ridiculous dawn well, type I, of stuff. So
2: I've got a sick kid downstairs. So she's she's kept us up a little bit early, but she's fine. She's she's just she's just needs to work through the illness. But um, but yeah, I mean it's a uh it's it's a great honor to be here, especially you know, since since I'm in the US and um, yeah, I, I saw a couple comments about a couple people work for banks and with some of the barriers and things like that. I've got all kinds of hacks around getting around that. <laughs> so. <laughs> there we go. and 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 i like to automate myself so this is exactly the kind of thing that i like to talk about <laughs> so amazing. really really uh, glad to be here
0: a, a quick plug plug for greg by the way um but greg greg does some amazing stuff particularly on youtube and tiktok as well he's one of the few recruiters i think actually has, has got some a genuinely high value um sourcing stroke recruiting content on video um, so do check out Greg's YouTube channel and his TikTok. Greg, why don't you just share the, the links into the chat stream there? I'm sure everyone's going to be really interested to see that. Um, sure. They are really, really good. High quality stuff. Um, okay, let's talk about this topic. Um, I think all of us have been kind of uh, are aware um, that we need to do more with less. That's, I think, they're going to be a theme um, for, for us in recruiting for 2023 and beyond. I think that's going to mean additional pressure for us um it's going to mean teams you know where we previously might have 10 10 recruiters to do the job now it's going to be six recruiters um there's going to be additional squeeze i reckon the recruiters are the the ones that are going to succeed are the ones that are going to be able to use tooling to get faster and better um so this is how we're going to talk about it um let's have a look at all parts of the recruitment funnel if you like all bits of it um, and see whether we can drop in some tooling or some techniques mm-hmm. that can help recruiters get better. Um, let's um, let's go to you firstly with this, uh, Sophia. Twenty twenty two. Was has there any has it been any innovation that you've personally implemented in your own workflow this year that you think you know what? Yeah, I've improved things from twenty twenty one, and you think you're going to persist with in 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 the next year
4: trying to think if it's anything related to to automation I'm not 100% sure that I've I've done improvement I'm probably using what I'm always been using and, and doing things in terms of automation automating but in general I I mean always constantly looking how to improve things but more on the side of let's say candidate experience and how to recruit things and how to in that sense gets even referral from candidates you're rejecting and and probably that's probably more in terms of what I've been optimizing in, in how we treat the people in the process with us.
0: Yeah. And I think actually the, the entire purpose of automation, uh, folks is, is so that we can do that better. We can do the human stuff better. Um, I think you, you hear a lot in, in, in the industry that recruiters are, you know, uh, neglectful or they're disrespectful or that, you know, they don't get back to you, et cetera, et cetera. That is not because recruiters are bad people. Um, That is because recruiters are crushed in terms of time. They don't have the bandwidth and it, it just drops um you know it simply drops so if you get better automation you can get better at the human stuff that's the entire purpose of this um okay Sophia, we're going to talk about some of the um the the uh the, the sort of uh IFTTT and zapier stuff in a second um but let's go to to ivan uh with this question also um i we know that you, you've done a lot of automation stuff even to the point of building own software and stuff like this um what can you say has been uh, a thing that you've been able to implement and improve for your own process for, for 2000 and
3: uh, for this year that you think you're going to take on for the next? Um, I This year, actually, I saw the largest implementation of uh, referral software via LinkedIn connections. And that was kind of very interesting. Like, you know, you we usually in large companies do something called sourcing jam and, and stuff like this, where you put developers or people... In a room together for half an hour, and they put in an Excel spreadsheet first name, last name, LinkedIn URL. Found a way how to automate this, and, and I can talk about this. And then the other thing that loads of people mentioned here in the in the chat before, not being able to use even Calendly. I found a way how to merge calendars. So I use another calendar for my Calendly, then I merge calendar with calendar in Work. So it bypasses the uh, the issues with- <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, and I kind of became an expert because Google, Google suite calendars and Microsoft Office calendars are totally incompatible with one another. So you have to kind of do weird uh, flows of what goes there and what goes where, when. And you cannot do this with any Zapier or any automation like this. You basically have to merge calendars. You basically subscribe from your work calendar to your private calendar, which gets your calendar and whatever else. So, yeah, no. Hang,
0: hang on? Ed, Ed's gone into caps lock mode here. So, we, let, let's <laughs> let, let, let's let me shouting. Writing. Yeah yeah that's like I read how are if, you If you don't know by the way Ed is a guy who can't you even use Calendly for for his company so let's just plan this out there might be a lot of people working in corporate environments they can't use like consumer grade software like this so can you just like break it down in terms of what you have done um, so that someone like Ed can actually implement what is i, I think these days uh, clearly a useful tool uh, to be so- able to take off one end of the scheduling that's going to save you a ton of time
3: it's not actually at all it's a process so you don't well, use any other tool so what you can probably can't you, you cannot use sso to sign on into Calendly or any other uh, or connect any external resource to your public calendar in work that is a security problem but what you can do in your outlook or in your google calendar that you use for work you can subscribe to other calendars you so to those so you set up calendly to some other calendar so create a google account somewhere um and then you yep. subscribe to that calendar and those times will be booked in your time in uh in your work calendar
1: brilliant close it
3: yeah so that's, that's a hack that is that is
1: basically that
0: is essentially <laughs> a hack um yes. it's, it's it's putting like Getting yes. a, a minor bit of functionality that almost no one knows yes. about or
3: uses. The uh, only thing that you have, it. the only thing that you have to have is as a free Google account uh, to sign up to your calendar or whatever else you use. Calendar, just one example, and yes. then you can do do this for multiple people as well. So I actually took it a step further where I got my hiring manager's availability as well in that way as well. So I am signed up to their calendars as well, so people can only book me when I'm really available which takes takes it to a further step, which is far too complex and I wouldn't advise anybody to do this. But if you cannot use calendars or anything similar, just create another account and see whether you can subs- first see whether from your calendar in work you can subscribe to any other calendar and you can try this with a free Gmail, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I think this is quite simple. Some people are confused as to how to do it, but uh, you is a way to subscribe to another person's calendar. I think it's g- generally been designed maybe for EA type people or you know individuals that look after others other schedules and stuff. But um, very few people use it. S- simply explore how that subscription works, and and you could basically pretend to be two people if you like, that's, that's the mentality. And eventually you'll be just a single user to do it. Right, Ed, get on with this. I don't wanna hear about you complaining about Calendly again, uh, cause here is the solution. We, we just saves you, save you some time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Greg, let's go to you, man. Um, you spent a huge amount of your time sort of exploring um, different tools, techniques, et cetera, et cetera. Um, has there been anything this year that you've encountered that you've dropped into your own process and you thought, you know what, that's actually really useful. Um, and, and I'm going to persist with it in 2023.
2: Well, right right now, I mean, we we utilize drip campaigns instead of just um initial outreach because what the the average candidate what four or five times contact you have to do so we've automated a lot of that with Averature. we've I do a lot of scraping so I like scrape a pipeline plug it into Averature with with a, a bulk list so we're talking hundreds of people um and one of the challenges that we have is is it's it's timing I mean a lot of times like it may not be the right time for people or they may not be open to relocate to the two locations we're hiring out of. So um, if we can catch people at the right time, whether it's you know um, email for, or, or um, the, a, a phone call or a LinkedIn message, um, that engagement and re-engagement has been very helpful. In fact, I just did a drip campaign for, I, I think I sent out 1400 uh, uh, emails um, and, like I was I was I literally took me all week to get through all of the responses because I had so many people responding, especially right now with all these layoffs going on and people not being sure. Um, I was already scheduling interviews until into next week so that that engagement piece, as well as the re engagement piece is extremely helpful for us um, and it's you, you really have to take it from. The pipeline, so I use data scraper a lot of times, or, or data miner a lot of times because um, a lot of the web scrapers, uh, uh, are they, there's firewalls against them. So I use data miner a lot. You can actually build crawling technology and pagination through data miner. So it's, you have to configure and, and get cut pretty complex with it. But when you're talking about you know going to a website, pulling that information in and then being able to u- utilize it in Amateur, it's it's much more effective. And there's, I mean, there's things you can do, like somebody, I think somebody had mentioned, uh, If Then Then That and and, and uh, Zapier. Um, Phantom Buster is something that I've used just to do a, a bulk LinkedIn lookup. And because a lot of these tools that, that um, are built around AI, like HireEasy and, and SeekOut, because a lot of those are based off of the LinkedIn profile, that can be, I mean, you you really just have to connect the dots, <laughs> and and build build this stuff out the right way. So, and so I'm always looking for a way to save time and streamline. And you you have to dig into this stuff a little bit. You know, I know I know Ivan has has built tools like this before. I don't remember what it was that you had, but um, it did a lot of that. Um, but really, right now, there's not a really great enrichment tool as far as. You've got a list of people, you're looking for information, you're looking for contact information. Um, it's still with SeekOut and, and HireEasy, it's like 50, 60% uh, uh, rate of, of getting emails and, and contact information, stuff like that. Um, LimList is one that I'm looking at, Brett, Brett put in LimList. So um, I'm, I'm in the process of looking at stuff like that. So not to get all nerdy with this, but it's, it's a collection of processes and tools in order to get us to the engagement and re-engagement piece. So you have to get I th- I really think, deep into this stuff.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's one thing that I think a lot of recruiters might just get a little bit scared by um, because it, it's kind of moving beyond the average user usage of, of technology. Um, you know, Most of us are obviously consumer level, we kind of you know, interact with things uh, as, as a normal human being does. But in order to get sort of good at the automation side, um, and to accelerate, you have to just dig a little bit deeper and you're almost going to force yourself to do it. Um, and this this involves like you could go and watch YouTube videos, go and check out Greg's channel, for instance. Uh, there's tons of content out there um, that should help educate you on what, you, what you're mean, doing. Um, the Phantom Buster
2: thing, the Phantom Buster thing is if they already have a template built in, in, in Phantom Buster for both LinkedIn lookup, And you literally just have to have a, a, a list of names. A list of names and maybe a uh, uh, job title. That's at, at the time all I had was names, and I was able to pull like 600 LinkedIn URLs and then plug it into another tool to get more information. So but
4: there are even workarounds in order to, for the bulk LinkedIn lookup. Uh, what I've done in the past, if I have a list of names and say either in Google Sheets or Excel. If you do a search on LinkedIn for somebody's name, you check the URL and you can see, you can take the URL and then replace it with column A, column B. For example, look Adam Gordon up. So Adam is in column A, Gordon is in column B. I know what yep. the search, when you do a search, I know what the URL looks like. So I just do a formula saying that this space should be column A and this space should be column B. And that will be Adam Gordon. And that will be looking up Adam Gordon on yep. uh yep. That's where I started, started too. Yeah, exactly. So you don't even have to, if we're talking about that kind of being able to not pay for it and do it, you can do formulas in Excel or Google Sheets. That will literally, like, do that for you. And then you can do the, um, you know, multi-URL opener, kind of opening them all at the same time. Uh, And there you go. They're already, it's faster than you copy pasting names into the search bar.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing. It saves it saves time. And yeah, you can you can uh, use formulas. I've I've tried to do that before, but I mean when you have a list of six hundred people, I mean you just do the, the fastest thing. So and I think I, I used the uh, the trial version so I was able to get the data that I needed and moved on to the next thing. So um, but no, that's that's a good point. Excel is is big, is getting even more powerful. You can do more things in bulk than you used to and it makes it makes the job easier, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I well, use TikTok wrong. I, I use TikTok for Excel tricks and
0: acts like that, so. I was, Greg, I was about to mention, TikTok is amazing for Excel education. Um, there's channels out there that just like give you 30 seconds worth of video to show you something on Excel and you think, wow, I used to do this manually. Or even if you used to do like oh, one formula and you realize, hang on, that was actually the dumb way to do it, Here's a better way, and you just get better. I think if if you could, if, if I could do my career over again, I would absolutely put Excel or spreadsheet skills right at the top. I, w- I wish I would have got better at it earlier, because um, I would have just made a ton more money. Simple as that. I, I would have literally <laughs> placed more deals. I would have hired more people. I would have been much more competent uh, professional all the way through. Um, so, and yet recruiters not trained on it um uh, you know we, we 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 have zero support on it and i don't think we can expect uh, that to be uh, that to change we've got to kind of use our own sort of initiative to get better on something like excel um it's super super uh valuable and and ivan you had mentioned something about setting up calendars and things like
2: that and i have been playing around with power automate and teams um there is some automation there like you can send emails and things like that but I haven't really dove into that as much because it just like I have a day job, but um there there is like you can build some automation there as well. I, I was wondering maybe maybe it, it could you you could build something in in regards to like scheduling if you have teams. I don't know. But power automate is something that I'm I'm interested in and and something that I'm trying to learn more of in my spare time, which I have none.
0: Yeah. I think that's also a thing about the, the timing of it. Like lot, lots of recruiters are, are, have been super stressed. Um, however, I would say now is the moment, you know, when there is a scenario where the hiring volume may be decreasing for whatever reason, this is a great opportunity for you to get to retrain and even have that conversation internally with your uh, with your business to say, look, Hiring volume has gone from 100% to now 50%. I need to use the 50% time to upskill so that I can continue to, to deliver at a higher uh, level of proficiency for 2023. Um, let's talk about some of these um, early sort of um, data scraping type of tools, early on top of the funnel stuff. So folks, you might've heard Greg talk about, hey, LinkedIn lookup look up and all this stuff, basically what we're talking about is that there's lots of first name, second name data, um, biographical data, the most common form of biographical data on the web is first name, second name. Um, uh, now, if you've got first name, second name, and you know this person works in this organization or what have you, you need to enrich that information somehow. Very typically, a LinkedIn URL is going to be the thing that does that um now you can pay money to to get a tool to help you do that um you know i forget what tools are out there was it uh there's a contact manager i used to pay for that would you know uh give you try and generate these urls or you can use a linkedin lookup tool which i think greg's has shared maybe into uh into the chat there that basically will do effectively a linkedin search for you with a first name second name generate the url and populate it into a spreadsheet Um, now the question is would that spreadsheet enriched data be of value to you? Answers, obviously, yes. Um, so, um, Greg, go again in terms of the the sort of tooling that you prefer. You have said instant uh, instant data scraper. It's a so Chrome it, extension. Tell us how that works. It is a
2: Chrome extension. It's free. It is if you're interested in learning about scraping and getting into it, that is probably the go-to tool to use. It's it's pretty uh, automatic. It'll either all you got to do is if it doesn't get the data that you want click on change table it's probably the easiest tool to use and doesn't require a lot of configuration but it's hit or miss so um i use data miner a lot because i like to i like to build custom scrapers but instant data scraper is the tool that i would use if if you're new at this and you're not really sure on on how to get the information Um, all right
0: so folks, Instant Data Scraper, number one, I wouldn't say beginner level tool because I think you can go deeper. But essentially, if you are a beginner, then just just use it, Chrome extension. Again, I think a lot of recruiters don't even know about Chrome extensions, um, uh, you know. Go-
2: like my coworkers, like she, she uh, was able, to, uh, my coworker Shannon, she was able to like get 8,000 uh, uh, auditors, IT auditors off of a list by using it. And I was like, you did this? That's great, you know, like that's awesome, so. You know, it's 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 hit or miss, but when you when you hit, it's you can pull a lot of information.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, some some folks on LinkedIn are watching, saying, "Hey, uh, where is the chat?" Yeah, folks. Basically, the, we we broadcast on Crowdcast, we multicast it into LinkedIn. Um, so when we talk about sharing links, typically they're going to be sharing Crowdcast. I, I don't have a team, I'm afraid to say. So otherwise, I, I would I'd, I'd populate. Uh, LinkedIn. I, I might need to hire someone at some point um to help do this. Um but uh, but yeah basically it's on Crowdcast. Um all right um so a data miner uh talk to us about that folks um who's used data miner and, and why is it like more difficult to use as a result? Um is it more more sophisticated? Um Sophia you wanna give this a shot?
4: No I, I love data miner. That's the that's the scraper tool I'm mainly used. Um to be honest I don't find it that difficult but yet i like the fact that you can build it you got to it's a bit of a trial and error you've got to kind of um if you know i suppose it helps if you know a little bit of html so you kind of understand what kind of aspects you can scrape and how they relate to each other but as soon as you kind of understand the elements of the page um it's quite easy to say what you want to scrape on it and and um yeah, Van's just saying there in the chat that it's really easy to use. It really is if you just go into it and and try. It is, I find it at least fairly easy. And it gives you lovely Excel lists that you can then do what you want with in terms of <coughs> writing the the formulas to help you.
0: I think that's uh, worth the sort of underlining. Basically, all web pages um, are ultimately constructed of text, the text basically the text-based pages um, and um, y- tools like data miner, instant data scraper essentially convert uh, the raw textual data that's on those pages into a usable form, um, mm. typically in- downloadable into an Excel or a CSV of some type. And once you have mm. that information, you can use it for whatever purpose you need. Um, so Again, scraping skills, this is something we should probably all have a default sort of a, a, a ability to to to, uh, uh, to, to, to do um, if you're in the business of looking for candidates or an agency side, leads generation and what have you. Um, what else would we use for this? Instant data scraper, data miner, any other tools that come to mind? Web scraper and Brett, Brett is
2: really the expert on web scraper. Web scraper is more of a developer tool and it's like data miner, if you're building your own scraper, um, it, it takes some getting used to, it and it takes a lot of configuration. So you have to really dive in. And I would encourage everyone, if they're interested in, in that deep of a thing, um, to go watch Brett's video. He did, he did an awesome couple tutorials on untag. Uh, that's how I learned to use it. And now I Brett, can share, share the video, man, share the, so, link to the video um, plan, I have to yeah. dig for it, but, um, but I, I was I'm able to replicate that now with some of the advances with data miner because now um, you can not only customize your, your recipes mm-hmm. or customize your scrapers, you can also add a, a crawling function as well. And that's diving into more advanced knowledge and, and like you really have to you really have to, <laughs> to dive into this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about data miner and web scraper is that you can share, you can you can share your your recipes, you can make them public. I've got lots of, of uh, scrapers already built that people can use if they go to the public section. Um, anytime I find a website that I want to scrape, whether it's GitHub or, or OctoHunt or, or whatnot, um, I, I'll, I'll make a scraper and try to make it public. So- Can um, you
0: can you show us an example, Greg? I have,
2: uh, I talk a lot about data miner and crawling and, and that type of thing on my YouTube channel. So like literally go to my YouTube channel, and look up data miner and you'll have a ton of videos on it, but let me, let me share, um, uh, Brett's Untech video, because like I said, uh, I had, I, he goes very much step-by-step step on how to do it. Um, and it, it was the, the cool thing about web scraper and data miner is that basically you can click into these profiles and extract more information. So data miner, you have to do it through a series of of custom scrapers. But basically, when I have a crawler, I'll have a URL, a list of URLs, and it will go into each URL and extract more information. So um, so th- think about that. I mean, you have a list of 100, um, 100 people with LinkedIn profiles, go into each profile, and you can get the full profiles of information if you build them right. Now you can do that with uh, profiles on GitHub, and it, basically any any profile site that you might have. So. Whether it's a directory, whether it's a, a a speaker list of a conference, I mean, I've done stuff like that with Sketch before, so it's it, it it's kind of eye opening what you can get away with, so.
0: Well, actually, Richard just asked a very uh, a pertinent question into ask a questions, which we'll deal, deal with in a second. Um, uh, but yeah, quick note for everybody um, who wants to ask a question to Greg, or Ivan, uh, use the ask a question feature at the bottom of the screen and we'll get to them at the end of the show. If you're watching on LinkedIn or anywhere else, just ask the question into a comment. I will be able to eyeball that and I'll be able to introduce that question uh, to the panelists as well. Okay. Let's forget about scraping sort of websites for a second. Um, And let's talk about um, automating sort of the the outreach aspect of it. We already touched on a a, a few things before. We talked about Lemlist. What is Lemlist? Why should we use this? Um, What does it do? So, go on. Oh, Ivan, you got that.
3: (laughs) Whatever. Um, Lemlist is just one of the CRMs. Nice startup. Uh, I think they're based in France, if I'm not sure. They are, yeah. Paris. And Paris. And I have lovely, <coughs> your lovely chops that, that started the company. Uh it grew really, really big, really, really fast. Um, the reason is really good pricing and really, really handy user interface if you get used to it. I think somebody mentioned it in the comments as well. If you can, if you can tolerate the user interface, it will be a great tool for you. So CRMs um, in general differ Pricing-wise, as in CRMs that charge you per user or per action. CRM, uh, sorry, the Lemlis is the one that, that doesn't charge you for amount of users you have, sorry, amount of contacts you have in there, which makes it fabulous value if you have lots of people. As far as fun- functionality of HubSpot or anything else, but it allows you to put thousands of people in there. So if it works for you, it's fabulous. Um, for me, it did work. I use it in two companies and it is a fabulous tool. Um, and it's the product is developing really, really fast. So Lemlist from three years ago that had Lempods and all kind of different things is a very different tool than Lemlist that we have today. Is what there is a, the pricing, man? Could, could is there a noise somewhere? Is there a music or noise coming from somewhere? No.
1: Okay, I'm just <laughs> in your <laughs> <I'm> brain. <thinking.
3: laughs> Go with the doctor. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm no, the...
2: it's
0: just, just the, the song in my head, probably. Yeah,
1: no.
4: out. Trans-
0: transmitting it sort of somehow uh, telepathically. Um, I'm, co- I'm actually quite alarmed you're hearing things, um, uh, Yvonne, but never mind. Uh, okay, uh, give us a price on Lemnus. How much does this cost? I mean, uh, you know, people are watching I... the show and thinking, you know, Think... yeah, it's great. I haven't got a thousand bucks a month, you know, how much? Uh, does
3: it cost? 80. Probably cost you. I think I, I used to pay about 70 or, or 60 euro a month for pretty 70. much for Although unlimited I, usage. I,
4: I once upon a time paid for lifetime access.
3: So yeah. there you go. Oh. Now I there have it go.
4: forever. When it was yeah. on, what's it called? You know the place when new yeah, toys come okay. out or something?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no, AppSumo. AppSumo.
4: AppSumo, yeah. I bought it off Absumo. AppSumo. I can't remember for what. I think it probably I don't know forty nine dollars something wow. like that yeah.
0: for lifetime access. Yeah. I have it. Yeah, <laughs> but again,
4: folks, keep your eye out.
0: Appsumo is just an amazing UpSumo. platform. Um, I mean, just just log into it, and I think you could kind of. Keep an eye on various products that you you may want to just jump in on, and sometimes will just offer you these ridiculous deals because they want to you know move their revenue for whatever quarter it is. Just jump on it, um, and you you will you'll basically become a super powered recruiter like Sophia right now. If if anybody hires Sophia at any time in future, you would know you also get to use use Lemlist. You know, you effectively get get a recruiter that can use Lemlist at premium. So it makes absolute sense to be on top of this stuff. But no, I think I, I ultimately. Hate
1: to, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say I, I hate I hate to be like some sort of lawyer in the room here because I'm very much not, and I love hacks and workarounds. But a lot of what we're talking about, you just can't do it if you're in talent acquisition in in any sort of a company over about 200 people because the information mm-hmm. security team will just say no, you're not you're not doing it that way, like mm-hmm. process wise, and you're not using that tool either. So um, you can only really that's do this. this computers
2: if, for. That's what the second computer is for. That's my personal computer. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah
4: that's, no. That's so why, That's why you don't ask. You just do until somebody exactly. tells you not
0: I, I I agree with that. I mean, I, Adam, I think you're right to a, to a degree, but the reality of it is I don't think people pay that much attention to what recruiters are doing uh, on their own back. They're just thinking of what's in the ATS. So in other how, words, how as can soon as it hits the ATS.
1: How,
0: how could you using any computer... Like, on it you,
1: you can't send out from your company's domain your using yes. using an email system that's not been given access to the DNS settings. So there's only so much you can do of any of this. And the whole scraping thing, while you know I, I've done it, I've done it, I've scraped billions probably of profiles off the internet and email addresses and things like that. Um, I could never add them into like my company's CRM because it's gonna it's gonna ask me like where did you get this Who did they sign up all that sort of stuff so you know i i i think we do need to be a bit realistic about the scalability of a lot of yeah. this
0: yeah oh yeah yeah we're talking about individual recruiters to, to begin yeah. with here um but i think you're right adam there's certain things when it comes down to gdpr consent on terms of data and all this stuff it is grey area, and and we're going to deal with what, one of those issues in in the, the Q and A because Richard did ask a very uh, uh, kind of pertinent question, which was I think LinkedIn actually did win a definitive um, uh, argument against the company called HiQ Labs, uh, which has been an ongoing right. issue for, for a long time. With with, so that, with the LinkedIn though, they have
2: I mean if you're if you have LinkedIn Recruiter, you have an export function, and you all you have to do is add people to a project. And you have an export file. you don't need to scrape LinkedIn anymore. Honestly, you don't have to, you don't need to scrape LinkedIn because they have an export function. They finally built that after years. Um, and I, I actually did a video on it. Um, and it's, you know, it doesn't get you contact information, but oh, did I, lo- did I leave? I'm still there. No, there. I'm still here. Okay. Um, but, but you don't have to scrape LinkedIn anymore. I scrape, I, I'll do a site search on Google through Google and look up. A skill sets of 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 people on LinkedIn, but I'm not scraping LinkedIn. I'm scraping Google. So, I mean, that's the thing is, you don't need to scrape LinkedIn anymore. I I don't I don't do that as much anymore because now there's there's ways you can integrate LinkedIn with your CRM, with your uh, ATS and things like that.
0: Um, well. On this, I think it, we don't want to get bogged into an ethical discussion because I think that's a big topic and it's worth discussing as a separate thing. Um, I but think it's absolutely correct. We is just,
2: to- just copy and pasting in a fancy way. That's all it is. People have been doing this for years. Do you ever copy and paste stuff off a website? That's all we're doing.
0: Yeah, easy. yeah. 100, Greg, listen, I'm, I'm 100% agree with you, man. I mean, I, I, I 100% agree with you. However, there are going to be corporate l- rules that will say can't be done. Um, and depending on the jurisdiction you're in, that's something that's going to be impactful that's that's as to true. how useful uh, these toolings might be. However, for an individual recruiter, I still think it's worth you building your skill set in these spaces, um, because yeah. you won't always be working for that company um or you might not even be deploying your skills into that jurisdiction in future um our ability and these are life hacks oh. these are life hacks this is like 100%. not just
1: use for recruitment this is like how, how, do, how do i how do i become a more efficient human being 100 well,
4: even sourcing i always say sourcing like even before i started in recruitment and doing sourcing i would stalk people like oh i haven't seen this person for two years what do they do i want to find out everything about them you know that's the fun aspect and being able to find things on the internet, find what you want what you're actually looking for. Like you're saying, it isn't just about the job as a recruiter and sourcer. It's like essential skills to have in life.
0: Yeah. There's some practical stuff that just makes you go faster. I mean, one of the, one of the automation tools that I've probably just persisted with forever is, is, um, know like a text expander you know um if if you find yourself writing the same email all the time or writing the same response type all the time uh, there's this this very simple extensions that can help you with a single key basically store a canned response and be able to respond with that that's been massively when, when i discovered it ages ago um i couldn't believe it um and then you know i've I've kept it ever since most actually software systems natively have these so if you're on mac or windows you probably already have a tool of this type uh but if you haven't then you know go ahead and download a chrome extension on it um uh, i think it's called magical now um uh, and those types of tools basically save you time um and that's the purpose of this conversation what are the small tools that we can think about that actually is going to make you faster because we don't have you know an assistant to help us, um, you know, we need to have uh, these types of things that say, here you go, text, I think it's called magical now, which is annoying, it's got the sidebar coming out, I don't really like it, but it basically is an, a more efficient thing um, than, than you previously could use. Uh, folks, whilst you're in chat, let us know what is your, uh, what is your kind of automation tool that you think is um, worth having? I wonder whether if we could just share a few into the chat or on the LinkedIn thread, we might be able to compile like a ready list of you know thirty odd tools that we ju- people just go and explore on their own kind of back, um, and, and that will be a useful t- takeaway document to have. You know, um, Vanessa, tell me how I can cancel the sidebar. It really fucking pisses me off. Um, <laughs> it, it does. I mean, nothing should ever be a sidebar. Uh, what are you insane? You know, it, it damages it damages people's mental health. Anyway. Um, Sidebars, models, whatever, it shouldn't shouldn't, it shouldn't exist. Um, okay, let's um, take a quick break. <clears throat> Folks, we always do this in every show. The reason why is because obviously the conversation is a starting one for Brain Food Live on Air. It should never be a bottleneck, should never be a stopper. Um, uh, please make the opportunity to connect with other people who are watching the show, then you can continue to have a conversation with everyone else after we go off air, which we need to do in about 15 minutes. So take a minute, Take your LinkedIn URL, stick it in the chat bar or stick it into the, the LinkedIn thread and then just connect with everyone else who has done the same. I think there's about 100 people watching here, 100 on LinkedIn, There's about 200 people potentially you could go connect with. Every one of you are going to be interested in how to get better with recruitment automation. So go ahead and have a conversation with all of those folks that are um, uh, in, in in of like mind, so to speak. Um Okay, cool. I think we need to uh, go to questions in a bit, um, but let's get everyone's kind of uh, stuff thrown in there. Oh yeah, Glenn's got a, an airtable extractor, which I think is quite interesting. Um, there's loads of stuff out there. I need to compile this list myself. I think because um, <laughs> um, we're, we're missing a one one stop shop. Although, doesn't Dean DeCosta have a really good start me page? That's worth. He a, a, has like he
2: has page. like seven start me pages. So right, yeah, he has he has a ton of start me pages. Um and I so I I just wanted to mention because like I don't recruit recruiters the same way I used to anymore. I mean, I use TikTok. Like literally, I'll just make a TikTok video about us hiring and then I have people there's such a huge audience there. Like I always try to mention that because um I, like every time we need a recruiter or sourcer, I just make a video and then people will come to us. Like I I know like um and and if I didn't take the time and learn how to create content on that platform I wouldn't ever be able to do stuff like that. There's just you know what so, Greg, we,
0: we, I totally want to do a TikTok show with you in a bit. Um in fact yeah. we, we talked about this the other time didn't we? We thought let, yeah. let's try to yeah. do this because again I, I think it's under resource underused. Most recruiters don't know how to use it. You're one of the few. I think Joel Lalgie is another guy that's pretty good on on TikTok as well. Um, but I don't know that many others that are doing interesting uh, conversations there. But one thing that's interesting with TikTok is your ability to scale an audience is absolutely amazing. Um, so you can really rapidly get lots of people paying attention to your stuff. Um, and if you've got something consistent to say, I think it could be really, really useful. Um, so yeah, okay, it's, cool. It, it's crazy because like,
2: I mean, there's thousands of people that have viewed some of the videos on TikTok, and I know, just like, wow, it's crazy.
0: You know, yeah, so. it's, it's there's no question. It's a big driver, and to be honest with you, with the likes of Twitter sort of disappearing, not disappearing, but there is a risk. You know, I mean, you can't go from seven thousand five hundred employees to fifty, and then <laughs> and it's global, like this automation. It's all about automation, isn't it? Yeah, it's an <laughs> <goal. laughs> I mean, there, there is a theory that, you know what, all these engineers are needed for the purposes of, of changes and stuff like this, and the, the thing might just persist. I think that's so, somewhat true. Um, like you, you can leave software that's without change for a long period of time, but um, you, you are going to have a break at some point. Um, and then you, the person who knows how to fix that break may no longer be available um, or subsequently refuse to, to, to support. Um, You you can imagine if you were were left the company in acrimonious manner, your motivation to then support uh, the system uh, on emergency is going to be very limited. Um, So I think there is a risk that that collapses, in which case, you know, we might need to go to other places. I do suspect, by the way, I think LinkedIn is going to end up a lot more like Twitter. Um, It's going to absorb a lot more of the kind of chat that came through. Um, so I think people's LinkedIn experience might get worse or better depending on what your attitude to LinkedIn might be. People are um, saying Mastodon now. People are going to Mastodon. I mean, there's always another one of these things. I don't know. I, I've tried Mastodon. I I I I don't like. Um, it's I, not I the new Twitter.
1: Least, I mean, nah, no. It's, gonna, it's,
0: just... it's, it's too hard. It's the UI is not gonna. Basically, you you It's it's gonna be one percent of the people will persist with it. Um, and it's not gonna hit the ninety nine percent everybody's um, so, gonna go make a new platform i'm sure so. yeah i think so i think so you can make the new thing and then and then see what's what okay guys we've got to go to the questions let's do that uh um, can i just
4: add one thing in terms of automation i think that got please, missed here go so far your ats there are normally a lot of functions in an ats to help you automate stuff such as kind of you know knock at questions. If people answer no to a question, reject them. Like, we can't relocate people. Are oh, you located in this country? Yes, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even have to see those applications. They get a lovely reason as to why we can't move forward. And I never have to see the CV ever in my life. And I think that's easy things like that. That isn't about tools, but people aren't utilizing necessarily the tools that they have to the best that they can be. So I'm like, go and check out your own ETS. Whatever functions are in there, I'm sure you don't know all of them, and see what you can build with what you have there. Just want to kind of add that in there.
3: Yeah, no, I, I second that as well.
0: Actually, Adam, as a person that works for an ATS now, I wonder whether you would you know, um, like, just as a guesstimate, like what percentage of, of, of the functionality is generally used in the ATS? Well,
1: it's by, probably by not like Microsoft. It's probably not like Microsoft Word, which is like 1% of stuff that we actually use. But yeah. t- t- typically, a company's not using more than 20% of the things they can use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And Word is a good example, folks, because it's, it's over featured. But the fact of the matter is, you could do a lot more with it than you realize. Uh, the same with Excel. How many people just use Excel for just to store data as a mini database, where as as opposed to being a calculation engine or a data cleansing tool or, or or whatnot? Probably all of us, right? So you can dive deeper into any ATS, even if you hate it. Um, uh, you know, try and figure out the different things you can do with the system that might actually make you get make you make you better. Go ahead, Ivan.
3: There might be a, a reason why people actually don't use what is in a word or in ATS because it's cost. It's the cost of learning all of this and it's cost of learning how to implement all of this. So you have a small problem that you can kind of do a little bit of copying and pasting five minutes a day. You kind of think, ah, it doesn't really, uh, should I bother learning Python and start scraping and whatever? No, five minutes copying and pasting will do it. And you get used to it. 5 years later there is five of you in a team and you are doing it for 15 minutes a day and you're not know, thinking of that it multiplies into half of a working day so cost of automation is is actually extremely high and the more automation you do the more expensive it actually gets in investment in time on, on how to implement it and maintain it later on so that depends on whether you have a team, though. Like, if you, if yeah. you, uh, at, at this point, it's let's economies say economies of scale, yeah,
0: yeah, at, at, at this point, though, as an individual recruiter, um, that is responsible for their own performance, let's say, um, uh, you know, um, I think most of the time, if you found you had a recruiter that off his or her own back, um, was able to suddenly generate lots of candidates compared to a second person um uh, you would say you know what that's actually well done they've used their own initiative to get better and then yeah. you would ask everyone else to say hey listen learn from this person um so i totally get it i think we're not talking about team or enterprise level automation that's the Talk, a, a show for a different t- topic um we're talking about let's say a barren landscape i'm I'm, a, I'm a pessimist right so, so you go to two, t- 2023 is complete apocalyptic scenario in terms of budget um uh, like literally hand-to-mouth existence for the recruiters that still have a job okay great what do you use you gotta have to pull stuff out um from Start consumer level tech yeah you got to literally hack it all together. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about. Anyway, we're coming to the end of this conversation. Uh, let's go to the questions real quick. Um, there's a few here that um, I'll just blast through. Uh, is this recorded? Uh, no, it isn't, Mark. You need to be here full time. Change your plans. Um, uh, actually, it is. Just, just a review. Um, okay, this is a question from Richard. Didn't LinkedIn just win a lawsuit against uh, high IQ labs, IQ labs over data scraping? answer is yes um although i think the the terms of that uh uh, victory are based on linkedin's terms of service so i think it's currently specific to linkedin um but it for me it kind of tells you a little bit of a it's kind of like another step in the road towards scraping is wrong kind of thing um and there is there is this ethical argument that extends beyond um, uh, 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 sort of a particular platform. It's a difficult one. I, I don't think it's necessarily a problem, but I'm not a lawmaker. Um, but you can understand companies trying to basically protect their data. Go ahead, Adam.
1: The consequence of that case, however, is that um, the 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 outcome is LinkedIn owns your data if you add it to LinkedIn. You do not own your data. LinkedIn owns it.
0: Yep, that's entirely true. I had a conversation with Irina just now on chat and, and you know, we were talking about the collapse of Twitter as something you would not have anticipated going forward. But what about all the content? What about all the contacts you've made? What about all of the, the stuff that you've got on there? Who owns that? Twitter, um, and if it, it goes, it goes. Um, now you apply the same concept to LinkedIn, um, all of the time invested, all of the effort we have put in, I've put in a huge amount of effort to build a LinkedIn network in there. LinkedIn own that. Um, you know, if they want to blast me off at some point, please don't do that LinkedIn. But if you, if they wanted to do so, that's going to have a serious issue uh, for, for 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 me and my own. So so yeah, it's it's difficult. We're, we're kind of not in the empowered here. So all of this means you've got to be careful what you're doing. Keep your nose clean. Um, but there's tools out there that you can use um, that can basically open web type stuff where no one is making claims about what the data is. Uh, you can go scrape, for instance, someone's career page. No one's going to be too bothered about that, um, simply because you're taking sort of information that they push at you anyway. Um, stuff like that, I think, is something you can uh, well and use. Okay, um, we're going to keep going through. Anybody use Paradox uh, AI? Some of some of us do as a very popular tool, but we mm-hmm. can't really give a product review here. Um, okay, and Glenn is saying, okay, is there a way to add a public uh, profiles to LinkedIn uh, Recruiter project without going one by one? Uh, Sophia, you've already answered this. So you've said using yeah. something like Quickly. What's Quickly?
4: It's a tool that um, Andre Bradshaw's built. And Andre Bradshaw, when it comes to delightful tools that we want to use, um, I'd say that's a wealth of lovely tools that we should all be using.
0: Um, All right. to be honest, um, on a quick one on, on Andre, uh, so, so, he is a unusual character in our industry. Um, but he, and I mean this in a positive sense, cause he's, he's one of the very few people that is more programmer than recruiter in my opinion over, yeah. now. Uh, yeah, so he, but he just basically produces really useful tools. He makes money doing it, but pay him the money. Um, mm-hmm. so he, he makes like small amount of money on these things. He's, he's going for small payments, massive use. Someone share uh, uh, Andre's uh, sort of uh, LinkedIn or wherever it his page is there. That's the
4: best place. To- yeah, yeah.
0: Go check him out there. And even if you LinkedIn. have some question, I would say just reach out to him. Um, and he might be able to build you something. But, again, that would be someone, uh, you know, that if you simply follow this guy and got, got into touch with him, you're going to get more uh, better at automation. He's one of those folks that everyone should – there you go. People are saying he's a savant. Okay, please share his link in LinkedIn, please, or uh, in, in the chat stream because um, people need to know. Um, okay, once that's done, I think we're going to be he, – he's a savant <laughs> – kind of sorta um okay we can't even find him um uh, but there we go um listen um i think that's about it um there's lots more to talk about obviously we've barely scratched the surface when it comes to uh this topic um uh, but hopefully you've got some value from this folks uh make sure you connect with everybody there um there he is he's got a patreon page um go and subscribe to his patreon um he it adds a lot more value than he gets from the industry i would say um and if you think about them the placements that you might be able to make based on some of the stuff he's doing dude the 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 sort of the payment you're you're giving is going to be absolutely minimal um okay uh that's about it folks um i hope you've enjoyed the show thank you to our guests for joining uh greg Hawks, thank you so much for coming getting up early we'll get you back talk about TikTok. Ivan, great to see you, sir. Hopefully we'll catch up before long. I'm not sure when that next time will be, but I look forward to seeing you. Um, Sophia, great to see you as well. Um, thanks for uh, joining and giving the uh, your your amazing input as usual. Um, okay, um, that's about it, folks. Um, we're going to be back next week. I- I've totally missed the joke. Why, why are people laughing here? <laughs> <Have> I-, <laughs> I just started laughing for no reason. Someone's gonna Sorry. have to explain. I mean, listen, I wonder listen. whether I've got something in my nose or something. Um, no, it's not no. you at all. That's okay. Listen, everybody, um, thanks for watching. We're gonna be back next week. We've got founders focus on Tuesday. We're gonna be bringing back founders focus. We've got Ariel Kilroy, she's an amazing person, a wonderful conversationalist. She's a CEO of a protocol dado HR coming out of Germany a new pre-boarding type of software we're going to be talking with her on Tuesday make sure you join us for that and then on Friday we've got a a special show we're going to be talking um about something we haven't talked about yet uh, but I think is really important um we're going to be talking about hiring for the formerly institutionalized um uh, so we've got uh two two people who i think are some of the most inspirational individuals that they're, they're, they're founders of a, a of a, a, a organization called a bridge a bridge of hope um and it's trying to get people who've been through the prison system or been through mental health institutions back into the world of work and they're going to explain their personal stories as to how that's happened both of them have in fact been through those places uh so make sure you join the show for that Follow the channel if you've enjoyed uh, the conversation and we'll pick it up from there. All right, that's it. We'll see you next week. Uh, that was all I, right, wasn't it? I mean... I
1: absolutely loved that show. I didn't add very much because... Uh, I didn't I mean, either, I, man. I mean, I, I, I'm a I, I, bit out of a date. These people have, you know, are all well up to date. And I've used a lot of tools like all the things that we were talking about, but it would have been earlier versions. And yeah, um, yeah last couple of years, I've, I've, I've just not... I've not had need to, to be honest. But I love the fact that there's they just keep developing
0: going forward. What what would you implement, or if you could get faster doing what you're doing, like as an as a, a executive in an enterprise business, like what, what thing or tool do you think would speed it up for you? I, I'm
1: I'm doing I'm. The truth is, I'm doing nothing now, which has any repetitive element to it. I'm not really doing anything that is taking up a lot of my time. Um, calen- calendar entries, checking people's calendars to to you know get get get, a, but but I'm typically telling people to check my calendar and put it in there now. Yeah. Um, so th- th- there isn't a lot. Most of the meetings I'm in are meetings which are about new things. It's it's never. I'm I, I'm I'm pretty much never re- doing anything repetitive at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, that's, I will be that's, in that's, the future, but yeah,
0: that's interesting. For me, I'm always looking for stuff, um, and we haven't even talked about like the AI element um, that's coming in, which is going to be very exciting. Maybe that's a future show where we talk about how we can use generative AI for recruiting purposes, using Jasper AI for writing text, uh, using, um, you know, playground AI to generate images, um, doing all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, wow. Like lots of your recruitment marketing material that you used to lean, someone, uh, lean on someone to do, maybe you could do in future. Anyway, listen, um, World Cup, you watching it? Yes, no?
1: Yeah, I've got a real moral dilemma. And that is because I normally update my picture on, on Facebook to like, Tell the world that I'm supporting whoever is playing against England, and um, I, I'm really not sure I can do that on Monday because it's Iran. So- it's
0: Iran, indeed. Interesting. It's it's so interesting. Obviously, the the Iranian political situation is just uh, 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 in tumult at this at this moment, um, and it's very difficult to see. It's going to be quite interesting pressure for the Iranian players, actually, um, in terms of how they actually perform um but yeah what, what's your prediction going into the the, the the final like who wins uh brazil, the, the brazil
1: wins i reckon and they beat england or france in the final
0: england
1: i think england will of, England will go far they will they no. will go far
0: no no no, uh, no defense no chance i think england will 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 struggle uh, they'll play poorly but get out of the group typical england um then it's ko uh in the first uh, first ko match or the second ko match out. brazil i think if they get it right wow their squad is just mint uh, oh yeah you look Jeez. you look you look at every single player and then you look at the guy who backs up that player and you think that's mint i don't yeah. think i've ever seen a better brazil team it's absolutely no. amazing no you know, absolutely is. amazing
1: totally agree the only the 1982 team uh brazil team was was absolutely brilliant but one of the things that was interesting about them was nearly all of them smoked.
0: Yes. Well, and they were still brilliant. Time. Yeah, everyone smokes at that time. So uh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, enjoy the World Cup okay. if you can, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take it easy. Cheers.
1: Bye.